Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministry, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Dr. June Knight. Listen, Bride, it is my honor to host ministers from all over the world. We are honored to hear their life stories because it is for God's glory. What is their journey like? Listen with us today as we give God glory for this person. Amen. Dr. June Knight, and listen, I am so honored to have tonight Jeffrey. Hello, Brad. Welcome. I'm turn this off. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Brad. Jeffrey McCall is the real deal. I am so honored to have you tonight. Uh, listen, because you're, you are a, a, such a great example today. Uh, of God's healing power, of His transformation power, of His glory. And I am so excited for all of my new friends on my Facebook TV wall to meet you tonight. Listen, I want to tell the story, Jeffrey, of me and you. I met Jeffrey back in 2017 when I traveled the entire country praying along the border Uh, for the country, for God to secure the borders for what he wants to do in our country. 
At the end of that tour, which was a six-month tour, 36 states, 18,000 miles, we did a march, a national Christian march called Making America Godly Again March for Revival. Now, me and uh, Jeffrey have become friends on Facebook, and I started noticing this guy is for real. Like, he is really talking about the transformational difference that Jesus has made in his life. And I knew he was not playing. He was not, like, uh, you know, seeker-friendly or in the flesh. He was very much, this is the way it is, the devil's lying to you people. And so I asked him, because the Holy Spirit told me, ask him to be one of our speakers at the march. So I asked him, I said, Jeffrey, would you consider uh, being one of the speakers at the march? Because us being We Are the Bride Ministries, has championed the cause of purity, just one of the voices of championing the cause of purity. And then when I hear Jeffrey's heart um, about his transformational experience with God and how God set him free and God set me free of my uh, traumatic sexual experiences, and the same with you, and so God wanted him to come and speak to that community, and he did, Brad, and it was great. And since then, God has went like this with him and took him so far. He has been on CBN, Daystar, and all kinds of shows and, and interviews and because he has such an amazing story. So I want you friends on WATB-TV to meet him. Jeffrey, would you mind saying hello to everyone and telling them a little bit of your story, sir. You have the floor. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. It's my honor to be here. So I'm so excited to be here. And uh, just a quick synopsis of my story for those of you that haven't heard. Um, my story is just one of just Jesus finding me and my brokenness. And from around 12 years old, I had my first homosexual thoughts. And by 15 years old, I acted out on it with with a much older male. He was in his probably mid-20s. And then from there, from 15 to 29, I lived in homosexuality with my, as bad as my identity and also uh, lived transgender. Um, around 27 years old until 29, I was playing around with the idea of, of transitioning into Scarlet, started dressing as a woman, started seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist who were telling me I was transgender, I had gender dysphoria, um, uh, around the first year of seeing the psychiatrist, he told me I had gender dysphoria and that I could begin um, if I wanted to do hormones or surgeries. And I, I, I told him, you know, I uh, want to do this quick. I feel like I'm a woman in this body. And I said, I don't even want to do the hormones. I want to do the surgeries. I want to get it done quick. Wow. Before I could ever start the surgeries, the Lord started pulling on my heart, including a man named Jensen. Franklin, who's a very famous pastor, mm -hmm. and because I wouldn't go to church with Scarlett, I would secretly listen to him on YouTube or speak him on television, and it was the beginning of the Lord tugging on my heart, just drawing me back to him through all the hurt and pain I went through, and the further I went into living as Scarlett, the more suicidal I became, the more promiscuous I became, to where even some days I was with more than one man, um, I had affairs with men, uh, it was just really bad. And the more I went into trying to be Scarlet, the more depressed I was. And like I said, the more suicidal I was. 
to where I actually bought a apartment myself and had to spend time, you know, being watched at uh, a hospital and then a facility. So my life was just crazy as Scarlett. My life was just, um, I was just spiritually bankrupt um, because I was trying to go into this further thing of becoming someone that I am not. And so in 2016, near the beginning of 2016, I had a supernatural encounter with God. And I'll never forget, I was at my home, at my apartment home alone. And I lived in a one-bedroom alone. And so I was just there. It was late at night. And while I was there, I just cried out to God because, like I said, he had kind of been using Jensen Franklin and others to pull something and tug at something in my heart and convict me. And I remember that night, I laid down and I just cried out to God, the creator of, of everything. I knew that there was a God. I felt like there was. And I remember, um, I remember, I just cried out to him and I said, God, I know people live for you. Like, not just go to church on Sunday. Something happened in them and they truly live for you. And I said, but will yeah. I ever live for you? And in the midst, of all that chaos and emotion and me crying out, my thoughts thinking and all this stuff, everything calmed down. My mind, even my thoughts stopped. And I heard God so clear. He said, yes, you will live for me. And I was stunned because Aww. here was this God that I always thought of as a bear. We're here. And even growing up in church, hearing about God, but not experiencing God myself. And so it was just there that my journey began. A couple of months later, I threw away my life as Scarlet, the dumpster, the hair, the clothes, the makeup, the wigs, the shoes, the jewelry, everything of my identity of who I was trying to become, I threw it away. And within a couple of months, I was baptized in water. And then a couple of months later, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and my life just changed one event after another. And so now, my whole life is about sharing what the Lord's done in my life. Um, I publicly also... I uh, made a Facebook Live video in 2016. The Lord put on my heart to make a video and to tell people that I renounced all that sin, that I turned from that, that I wanted to follow Jesus, and I wanted to be pure, and I wanted to do things His way, not my way. Right. So from there, uh, I lost almost all my friends because these people said they supported me no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I love this Scarlet. They said they support me no matter what. They love me no matter what. But when I became a Christian... It was too much, and it was because of different things between them and God. And I just right. I honor those people. I, those people, I pray for those people all the time. And I just want everyone to experience that God is real, and He loves you. And though things don't make sense to us, He knows the right way, and He has the answer. So that's what I love to do is just share Him. Well, Jeffrey, I want to ask you on the deal about the suicidal deal. Uh, I'm actually showing my friends on there, you as you're talking, so they can see you on this one wall. But, Jeffrey, I want to ask you, though, about the suicide, because uh, as you're delving more into your fleshly uh, desires that you're feeling, why is suicide a part of that? Do you see what I mean? Like, you would think that your flesh is so satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, it's just... Suicide, it's a, it's a spiritual thing also. I mean, the suicide came along with me gratifying all my flesh, but I was suicidal because you opened doors to those things, to those things. And 
letting the, and people don't know that uh, just spiritual things it's so hard because when you're in the world you don't know about these things I didn't really know or believe about these things in the world so it was just uh, it was really hard and it's a spirit it's a spirit of heaviness a spirit of suicide that comes right when you play, when you're playing around with demonic things, I was having affairs with married men as Carla. I was going out with guys, having sex with all kinds of guys. Guys that had never even been with a with a man dressed as a woman, and yeah. I was like, just there was just so much spiritual stuff on me. And the further I went into deception and deceiving others, the heavier that spirit got, and I wanted to die because there's there's there was no life in me. You know, the Bible says the end of sin is death, and that's where I was heading to. I was yeah. in sin, it was leading to death, it was leading to death. The suicide would have brought about my death. Um, and so it was just a spiritual thing. It, was, it got heavier, but when you feed your life with death, that's what it produces is death. Yeah. Well, to all of our new friends on our TV Facebook page, that are from the LGBTQ community, what would you say to them? Like, how would you explain how Jesus really uh, is the answer to what they're looking for? How would you, you know, talk to them a minute. Oh, yeah, I love that. So I just got to minister to a lady the other day that identifies as transgender. I love ministering to the LGBTQ community. That's where I came from. And I just love um, those people as for the people. Um, and so I just share with them, like, God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you, for us, for Miss June, for everyone's mm-hmm. sin. And that homosexuality is sin. It is sin. It's a sin, just like there are many other sins. Yes. And Jesus took all sin, all sin, the Scripture says, on himself. Yeah. And so he died for all of our sin, all the disgusting, foul, wicked, evil in his sight, sinful things um, that I did, that, that you did, that everyone watching did. He took that on himself. So I tell the people identifying as homosexual, like, he loves you, and he died for you, and he paid for you, and it's sin. It is sin. And so with it, with it being sin like anyone else, you need it cleansed. You need not only homosexuality cleansed from you, but you may be walking in pride, or you may be a liar, or you may be a thief, or you may be a murderer. It doesn't. All those things sometimes tie in even together. But what I'm saying is, all of it is sin. You are forgiven. Jesus said everyone has to be born again, yeah. not just people that struggle with homosexuality, right. not people that don't struggle with homosexuality. He said everyone has to be born again. It shows you the state that we're in is sinful. And just because the world started telling you that homosexuality was okay or that this was okay, we know from the little children when we grew up being identifying as homosexual, we knew something was wrong, we knew something was off. Many of the people that I know in homosexuality, very young, pray to God, like, take away these feelings. Right. This is the thing. God, just, for the most part, doesn't just back people and take away feelings. Jesus said if you wanted to come after him, you would deny yourself follow him and pick up your cross, that means you deny what your flesh wants to do. Yeah. And the whole thing with Jesus is he doesn't just beat you to do it and make you do it through your flesh. He gives you the grace to deny all that stuff. Yeah. And it's by his grace every day that I'm not out there prostituting my body and in homosexual relationships yeah. and having affairs with married men because he gives me the grace not to do that. And I want to please him and I want to follow him. 
And most people will say, well, I identify as homosexual. And it feels good to me, and I identify as that, and I don't care. That's the thing. When I identified as that, and when I was living that, I was my own God. And there comes a point where you have to get off the throne. <laughs> Especially if you're wanting eternal life with Jesus after his death. The minute you die, your spirit will leave your body and go to heaven or hell. The second your spirit, your your physical body dies, your spirit will enter heaven or hell. And it's, it's over then. You're in eternity, one place or the other. And what I learned is I don't want to be God. I'm but Jeffrey, God. what would you say? Jeffrey, what would you say to people, though, when they say, how how can you tell me who to love? I mean, if, if my heart says that I want to love this person that's the same sex, how can God be different? How can he uh, not agree with that if my heart loves that person? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and that's what the Bible's for. There's a scripture that says there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to destruction. There's a way that seems right to everyone, including people that aren't involved at all in homosexuality, a sinful nature that we all have. We all have are born into Adam's line, a sinful nature, and that's why you have to choose Jesus and be born again. We all have a sinful nature. And our heart may tell us, oh, this is right, this is right, but your heart can deceive you. The scripture in the Bible also says your heart can deceive you. So I would highly, highly ask anyone to take the time to say, I I don't care much what my mind thinks or my heart. What does God think? Let me go to the Bible. Let me just pray. Sit down, silence, and make sure it's silent for an hour and get away from everyone and everything, what the TV tells you and media and everyone else and all your friends. Sit down for an hour and say, God, if something is wrong with this, show me. Show me what's wrong with with homosexuality. Show me it's not right. And he will show up at some point in the next day, week, sometimes that minute, and he will show you or give you a sign or somebody will speak into you that never would have before. He will show himself to you. Ask him. Take time out and ask him that you want to know the truth. And he's a real person, and a real person will reply when you ask him a question. Yeah. Well, uh, when you transformed your life, when Jesus transformed your life, when you got saved, can you explain to that person or people watching how how that did in your heart with all of your uh, shame or any of your other feelings that you had? How, what, how was that experience for you? Yeah, so... Um The Lord, for the past three years, it's been almost three years, the Lord has worked with me on pain and shame and all those things. And really when I wrote my book, which started as a kid, started in 2016 and just got published last year, that whole process of writing the book, I had to relive stuff. Yes, I know. Yeah. (laughs) So when I was writing it out, it was, that was a healing process for me. The Lord takes me to stuff sometimes, like just a couple weeks ago, someone came to my mind, the Lord showed me I wasn't healed from that stuff, like I just cried about them, and then the Lord like healed stuff with them, and just just cut everything off with that person, and so like, there's just things like that all the time, but I will say, from the beginning, when I made that video and cut ties with my past, it's been just, I feel like I've just, it just like jumped so far ahead of, I never had to do like hours and years of counseling and stuff like that, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just such a healer that he just comes in there and heals, and I know that I am a man, Jeffrey Abraham McCall, I know 
said, one day if the Lord brings me a wife, I will be married and have children, whatever the Lord wants to do. But I follow him. I don't follow man-made rules or anything like that. I follow the scripture of the Bible inspired by the Holy Spirit, and I follow what the Lord leads me to do. And in that, there's healing. There's also, people want to be healed all the time, but when I started getting in the Word, that, the renewing of the mind, that was a healing too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just pulling away with the Lord. So that's how I suggest healing. Well, Jeffrey, I can just hear some of the people out there uh, that has or maybe even still is battling uh, this area. I can just hear them say, uh, but how do you, now that you say you got saved, how are you not experiencing those the lust? I mean, how are you not still attracted to the same sex when that's all you've ever known? How, yeah, how well, does that happen? I mean, this is the thing that people don't talk about because it makes people uncomfortable and in the church sometimes. What this is is just like a man that was always attracted to women. If he got married, if he was born again, well, I'm getting married and having children, that doesn't mean the enemy can't come and tempt him. The enemy right. old school thoughts to my mind and temptation. But that point is that I follow Jesus Christ. If it, if this goes against it in the Bible and the Word, I and it goes against what the Holy Spirit convicts me of, I'm not a part of it, and that's where the grace comes in. So I tell people, the reason why I'm not out doing the same things I was doing is because he has refreshed me and dipped me and injected me <laughs> with grace. Come on! Preach it, Jeffrey! Yes, Lord! I definitely thought perfect, but I'm telling you, he's given me such a grace to never go back and live in that lifestyle. Yes. And, and just keep pushing forward and just keep looking for him. I, I, I just I, I just want to find Jesus in everything I'm a part of. Yes. Now, Jeffrey, I want to say this. The reason that I, I love your story so much is in my life it's sort of the same deal. Mine was with men. Very promiscuous. Yeah. I've been married six times. It's the same type of deal. What God can do with a heart. What God can do with any person that has been bound up by impurities, bound up by lust, bound up by perversion since they was a child. I mean, Jeffrey, think about it. People have been traumatized since they were a child. And then they, they end up just, just, that's the way that they relate to love, and that's the way that they relate to, I mean, even to the point where there's some people they relate to affection through abuse. They like to be beat on, and that, that causes them to feel, you know, but it's a, it's a healing that the Lord has to do himself. It takes such a healing power of God to bring us out of that perversion and bring us into the identity that God has for us. Now, I would like for you to tell the people, what has God done since you got saved, where are you at now? And it's been just three years. Yes, it has just been um, absolutely amazing. I have had the craziest doors open up. <laughs> I know you have. I know it, Jeffrey. Right when I became a Christian, this man all the way from Ireland, he was speaking words over my life that only God could know. And the last thing he said was, platforms will open for you quickly. It won't take long. And within a few months, I was doing my first television show called Nightline with WGGS in Greenville, South Carolina area. 
and then it was churches, youth events. Um, I'm part of a documentary called Here's My Heart, which has 12 stories of people. Aww. It's on Vimo.com, or Vimo.com, and it's also um, on UprootedHeart.com. It's called Here's My Heart. Um, I'm actually, Phil Robertson reached out to me from that dynasty, and I invited me to Louisiana, and I was there for three days, and I shared it as church. I love Phil CRT. Robertson. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just 700 Club last year. And then Joni's show. And currently I'm filming with PBS a documentary that they're showing um, what I'm doing, what others are doing. They're also showing just the LGBTQ topic in general. And uh, right now, I've been in 2017 with you when I spoke at the MAGA Revival. The Lord just started putting in my heart and my head also to start this march where it's specifically for people that formerly lived gay, lesbian, transgender lifestyles. Yeah. They come, the people that came out of that to follow Jesus Christ, I bring them together and we have testimonies. They're called the Freedom March. Yeah. And we started last year and they had between 50 and 75 people show up in D.C. last year in May and then by November in L.A. we have between two and 300 people. All right, it'll get bigger. Yes, so this year we will be back in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, May 25th at the Sylvan Theater from 1 to 5 p.m. We will be on the Capitol steps in St. Paul, Minnesota from 1 to 5 p.m. on Sunday, June 23rd. And then on Saturday, September 14th of this year, we will be in Orlando, Florida. So we, the Freedom Marches are growing and expanding, and we are publicly declaring these testimonies. Yes. declaring these testimonies, we have worship, and right after that, after the worship and testimonies are all finished, we gather together with a huge banner, and we march publicly in those downtown areas, so we are so excited for what God is doing in this country. We are standing for a massive reformation in the spirit realm that, that hundreds of thousands of people that identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, cis, all those identities that they are going to come out of that and learn their true identity. Yes, Lord. That Jesus Christ of Nazareth died for them in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Yes. And that when they spit on him and mocked him and beat him and scorched him and crucified nails through his hands and feet, that that was for them. Yes. And that he loves them also. And that anyone that will repent and just confess him as Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead and that they will have resurrection life with him. Yes. Jesus is not in that tomb. We just celebrated Easter this week, and it was all about the resurrection. And yes, because Lord. he was resurrected, we can have resurrection life. Yes, I don't care Lord. what sin you've dealt with. I don't care if you're a murderer, pedophile, whatever you have done, you can be forgiven by Jesus Christ. He will literally wipe your slate yes. clean this day, right now, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead, you will have eternal lives. So that's the most encouraging thing for all of us. I mean, that's the good news. It is. It is. Now, Jeffrey, I want you to do two things. I want you to tell us how can they find out where's your website, okay? And the second thing is, is I want you to share some stories of some people that have been transformed through your ministry. Yeah, so the website is really easy to find because it's not the word for, but it's the number four. So four, the number four, suchatime.org. So the number four, suchatime.org. And you can always email me at the number four, again, for suchatimeministry at gmail.com. 
So, um, yes, yeah, so all this is just a nice what the board is doing. It's the people that have, yeah, so I, you know, last year I was, I was witnessing to a girl who was just starting her life. She left after six years of being with a, with a girl that was six years. It was rather a long time. Um, she broke up with a girl. She started finding out about the Lord and, and just searching for things, going back to church, reading her Bible. And there's just one story after another of people. We know a young lady in Washington, D.C. area. Her mother is amazing. She's amazing. Um, just a year ago, she was dressing more as a boy, like went to prom looking more like a boy. And here she is a year later identifying as a woman. And just she's beautiful and sweet and kind-hearted. And it's just one thing after another what the Lord is doing. And it's just amazing to see him transforming so many people's lives. Because a lot of these yeah. people think, there's nobody that leads gay lifestyles like you. That's who you are. You can't leave it. But then when they see our groups, they're like, oh, my gosh, these people are like a family. And, like, they all left it. And they want to follow Jesus more than follow what their body tells them to do. Wow. So, so they, Come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, Jeffrey, I want you to talk about the march that's coming up here in uh, May. Yes, so I'm so excited because you, Dr. G. Knight, will be there, too. Oh, yes. Um, it's going to be at the Sylvan Theater on Saturday, May 25th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So about from 1 to 4 p.m. it'll be testimonies and worship. Is that the around. same place me and you was? Yes. It I is. love it. Yes, yes, right next to the monument. Yes, it'll be right beside the Washington Monument. Yes, so we'll be yes. There. With the testimonies and worship from 1 to 4. And then okay. around 4 to 5, we'll do the march. So we leave some of the theater and we march around the monument. We march to the back of the White House area, kind of like the march that yeah. we did with me and you. Um, we kind of followed that structure last year. There was actually the President Trump flew in over our march last year. Wow. And it's late. And so we were supposed to start marching at like 3, and then we started marching at like 345. It was May 5th last year. And as we marched around the monument, it was so crazy. Like, we were 45 minutes late, and Trump flew over us in all these helicopters. And, like, we got to the back of the White House, and it was just, like, it was just so crazy that we were late. But it was perfectly ordained, like, yeah. the, the spiritual power that, that the president was flying over us the first march ever because you're 45 minutes late, you know. It, it, was, <laughs> it was so yeah. cool. And, um, we just we marched to the back of the White House area, and it was just really awesome. Well, if there's people watching that would like to come to D.C. and get involved in that, uh, can they do that on your website, or how do they sign up? Yeah, but we don't really have any sign-ups. It's very grassroots. People just get book tickets, fly in, get buses. I mean, people... Last year, we had people from California, we had people from uh, Florida, we had people from all over the country. So, New Jersey, it's just crazy. So, like, this year, it's the same thing. Uh, people are just booking tickets, finding deals on hotels, and just getting there that weekend so they can come be a part of that that Saturday. Yes, and, and most importantly, Jeffrey, is the fact that they are able to meet people who are still overcoming yeah. They're able to meet people that are, are coming over on the other side. They understand where they've been from. Basically, they're finding their tribe. Yeah, you're going to find at these events, it is raw, real, transparent testimonies of people that live the life 
have the T-shirt, have the card, <laughs> back everything out, <laughs> like that. Yeah. These people know what the LGBTQ identified people went through because we all were part of it. I not only identified as a homosexual man, I later identified as transgender, as a woman. So um, there's so many of us, so many testimonies. Um, and the thing is, the mainstream media doesn't share our stories. So this is why I had to start the Freedom March and get this out to the church. It's like we've got to tell people mm-hmm. this is important to tell. And nobody will tell our stories for the yeah. most part in media because it makes people uncomfortable yeah. and it makes people feel um, like they have to actually choose a side, which when you really get down to it, you get in the gospel. Jesus said that when he came, there would be division. because Come on! Preach it, Jeffrey! To believe the truth or you go against the truth. That's right, amen. <laughs> yeah, so the scripture also says that God loves us so much that while we were still his enemies, he died for us. When yes. he died a years ago, you know, me and, and my parents' feed and back and back and back, I wasn't born yet. And then when I was born, I lived against him. I lived anti-God. Yes. Everything God stood for, I was going against. Yes. And to be born again, I just see everything so different. Yes. And so I just, I just, uh, I'm just so thankful that these marches are going around so people yes. can share their story. Well, Jeffrey, I want to say something from a preacher point of view, okay? The reason that we need to tell the truth is because the truth is what sets them free. Yes. Jesus is coming back after a church without spot and wrinkle. He's coming back after a church that is an overcoming church. And he wants that for us. He wants us to know that his identity for us is different than the devil's identity. Now, yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, what do you say about what's happening in our culture, about the way that they're changing textbooks and going into kindergarten now, and they are telling them that being transgender is the normal and all this, and they're really indoctrinating across the whole spectrum of education they're getting into churches. What do you say about all that, Jeffrey? Well, I mean, the only comment I can say is how wrong it is. Jesus said that if you lead a child astray, it's better that you have a millstone hung around your neck. Mm-hmm. This isn't a joke. This isn't a game. It's one thing if you're pushing something on adult individuals or even teenagers because yeah. they can form their own opinions and right. not opinion, there's an age of free will, there's an age of, uh, of where you can choose. When you start going to children and lying bluntly to them and pulling them in a path and directing them yeah. against things that God created, you're playing with something that's so fiery and so demonic. It's yes. not even fun. I so agree. I think that we as Christians are going to have to really pray, not against the people that are even doing it. You have to pray like Paul said, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You've got to pray against the spiritual things behind this because our prayers are powerful and mighty to pull down strongholds. Yes, yes. We pull down the strongholds. We've got to pray against this stuff for protection for our children. And even I, um, as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is convicting me of it even more. Like I need to be praying even more for our children, more for the protection of, of, of common sense that God's given people yes. that a man born a man and a woman is born a woman, and then you always have these people say, well, there's hermaphrodites. There are people... I have heard them say that. There yes. are people that are born hermaphrodites, but that is because of sin, once again. The Lord showed me that before. 
we live in a sinful fallen world and even genetics can be mutated and, and weird things happen because we're not we are not living in the glory of, of the Lord as in like the Eden, the Garden of Eden. We are in a fallen sinful world. Yeah. And until Jesus comes back, uh, the world is going to have sin in it. But the greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And every single person that has accepted Jesus Christ, he lives within us. His yeah. spirit, the Holy yeah. Spirit. And we just need to ask him to... Not only does he live in us, but fall on us even more, that we would move and be mighty and powerful in the Holy Spirit. I've been talking to the Lord even this week, like even today, like all this ministry stuff and all these things are amazing, but I don't want anything that doesn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Like I don't even want it. That's right. want to be a motivational speaker. I don't want to be a good... I want to share my testimony. I want to share the power of God. I want to see people yeah. healed of diseases. I want to see demons cast out. Yeah, come on. I want to see people bound up by the power yes, of, the, of, of Yahweh, the real God, the God of Abraham, yes. the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want the power. Like Paul said, I didn't come with persuasive words. It was the power. I do not want words. I want the power. And the Lord's just been just convicting me and showing me so much more diving into that even more so I'm just so excited for what he's doing with the bride I love that yes Jeffrey I have two questions one is because boy the Holy Spirit's just rolling in me okay one is I hear some transgenders watching that are saying this I really enjoy my lifestyle Jeffrey I don't appreciate you telling me that what I'm doing is not good or right. So you tell me why I should give up all this fun I'm having. Oh, my God. That was me, like, (laughs) four years ago. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know how that feels because I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, When I was living transgender, just the way I looked, the way I carried myself, and the way that I learned the art of being trying to be a woman and, and from people that live that way and I knew different techniques of how to shape my body and all kinds of things. I was very deceptive. I quit even going to gay bars. I started only going to straight, straight, quote, unquote, straight bars, uh, picking up men, married men, all these guys that never even been with a transgender person. And so, like, I know, like, as part of my flesh and what my flesh was feeling, I thought it was fun and I was having a world of fun. There comes a day when you have to pay Piper. <laughs> You have right. to pay the bill, and if you don't have the blood of Jesus covering you, all that sin will drag you to hell. And I know that people don't like to talk about hell No, anymore, they don't. But there's so many testimonies. Just go to YouTube, people, and type in homosexual, homosexual that experienced hell, or just people that experienced hell for a couple minutes, and the Lord brought them out to tell other people. It is horrible. It is so horrible. People yes, it is. Eat, eat worms and demons scratching and pulling out muscles. And it's a horrible thing, and it's a separation from God. And if you love your flesh more than you love God, that's where he, that's where those people are separated. Yes. And what homosexuality, uh, you know, people probably won't say this as much, but I'll say it because it's the truth. Homosexuality is a clear-cut marker of flesh because we're given a list of fleshly things and sexual immorality is in those. And if you love your flesh and if you think these one-time encounters of experiencing a fleshly thing and to gratify your flesh for a couple minutes is worth eternity, it's not. That's why Jesus paid for you. Jesus 
knew that you were going to wow. be born into sin and said, wait, they're going to be born into sin. These people are going to be prone. They're going to be prone to homosexuality. I've, I've got to die for them. Because if I die for them, if they'll ask for forgiveness of that term and that follow me, I'll, they'll be saved through me. Like literally Jesus said, these people are prone to this. They're born in sin. These people are going to be, when they're going to be living their life, they're going to be thinking about another man. A man thinking about another man. Like he knew all the aspects of homosexuality because he knew that from Adam forward that it was going to get perverted and perversion and sexual morality and all this sin. And Jesus said, whoa, I'm going. Father, I'll go. I'll go down there and pay for it because if I pay for it, then they at least have a chance and they'll can repent and be saved. And Jesus knew that people were going to be prone to all these sins that he paid for it. So it, it, it's something so amazing and so beautiful that Jesus knew that, that all of us were going to be prone to sin and chose to come and die for us. He knew to set up. He knew that we were... Everything was against us, really. The odds were stacked against us because we were going to be born into sin. And the thing about God is he's very fair. And he said, no, the odds are stacked against them, but I'm about to go destroy that. And all that will believe on me and repent, I will save. So that's... Now, Jeffrey, uh, do you you have the understanding? I, I think you said this earlier, but I just want to clarify. Do you have the understanding that this is a spirit? This LGBT, this is a spirit, a yeah, perversion it's, spirit. It's, it's a spirit. Um, there's actually a gentleman, people can go on YouTube and find his testimony. He was sharing it, I think, at Bethel Church. He was a man that identified as homosexual, and he went through some deliverance in California. And one of the things that happened to him is he actually saw the spirit, and he literally saw when it was ripped off of him, he saw it face and it fling out into his, like wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. And he wound up getting married later and he actually never suffered again with homosexual feelings. Aww. He wound up getting married to a woman and he had so much other part of his life to work through. He didn't trust women. So the Lord had to work on him with that and he wound up getting married and all this crazy stuff. But he actually saw the spirit was just removed from him. Well I want so to tell you something. I want to tell you something, Jeffrey, and I want to tell everybody in the country this that's watching. When I was praying over the Capitol, the Lord showed me in the spirit, the Capitol is like the belly of the beast, okay? This is where the laws of the country are made, okay? This is what changes our country is the Capitol. The Lord showed me this big, green, perverted demon. It's like the the LGBT has such clutches there with the Democrat Party, which is why they're making these laws to shove these, you know, these laws down America's throat. But the reason I brought that up is because of the way that it is hit, not just the laws, but it's hit the educational system, it's hit the entertainment industry. I mean, it's hit in all the different aspects of our country to try to wipe out the identity of all Americans. So they don't know what God has called them to be. They get off into this perverted thing. Okay, the next question that I have for you is personal. Jeffrey, you're young. I'm thinking of you as a mother, okay? You're a young, handsome boy. 
and you are getting ready, one day you will marry a beautiful girl. Now, are you are you ready for this? Are you excited for this? Are you excited to lavish your love on one person? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, I think about that. Oh. So, like the Lord just has, uh, the Lord has just done so much healing on me, and I uh, look forward to that because I've been Aww. so long. Uh, just alone with him, and it's been so amazing, and um, the Lord's just done so much work alone with him. I, I haven't had any help made, you know, for yeah. me since being a Christian, but uh, I look forward to that, and I've actually almost seen in my mind, like, me having sons. So, <laughs> I know that I'll be married one day to yeah. a woman and have a beautiful baby, and like, just the fact that I can think about getting married to a woman and having a baby and raising life and, like, holding my child, my son, in my hands, that just is, like, it's actually, like, sometimes I'm just doing so much and so much ministry and so many things and so many things are going on and it's just crazy. But, like, when I think about that, that, like, is a warming like warms my heart thinking about having a family and a, and a and a baby so I'm excited for it okay I've got one last question and then we're going to pray okay and I want you to be very serious and think about this a minute yeah. if President Trump is watching this broadcast what would you say to our president about the nation and what you know and what not, what would you say to him? I think that I would tell the president that I'm so happy he's in office. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because the Lord has shown me, and I'm not going to go into it all, but I'm going to go off the skin of it. The Lord has shown me that because he is in office, only because he is in office right now, because it had to be at the appointed time that this is when the revival with the LGBTQ people will, will occur. And wow. And people will be coming up, coming up out of that spirit. That, that, and it, the Lord has shown me the Jezebel spirit and how it's oppressed people and units. We talked on the first ever broadcast, and when I told you, the Lord showed me that there are lots of people in the gay lifestyle that are born units. The ones that Jesus said were born that way. Yeah. He was talking about that are set apart that weren't supposed to have any man or woman touch them ever, that they were set apart for God from their birth. They have a heart of a unit, and they're just made to praise and worship the Lord and commune and minister to Him. Yeah. I mean, the Lord has shown me that. But the Lord showed me that. The Lord showed me the story of Jezebel and Elijah when Jehu was finally anointed king was when the Jezebel spirit was thrown out by the unit. Right. The units are the field. The prophecy wow. of Elijah. Elijah did not kill Jezebel. Jehu did not kill Jezebel. The eunuchs who were in the palace, once Jehu was anointed king, those eunuchs that were in the palace, when he was in the position of authority, they killed Jezebel and fulfilled the prophecy that Elijah said that she would be eaten by dogs. So, so I'm so excited with President Trump because he has a Jehu anointing and yes, he has risen he and anointed as king. And there is so much going on with Israel. And just going on with so much stuff that he has been a blessing to our country and yeah. just standing with godly things. And so I'm just so excited. I'm honored to be a citizen under President Donald Trump. 
and I love him and I bless him and I'm just thankful to be in this country at this time because he has been put into a position of authority that some great spiritual things are happening and it's just so exciting to see to see life stood up for again, to see the truth actually stood up for again. It's just really refreshing. Well, I've got another question. What do you think about the uh, Democrats, the ones that are leaving the Democratic Party, the walk-away movement. Do pe- <laughs> people ask you about that? Not really. People don't ask me that much about uh, political things. But wow. yeah, no, I think it's amazing. I just watched a woman's video, I think it was yesterday, an African-American woman's video about the walk-away movement. Yeah. She realized what she realized is just walking away from it. And so it's just... It's really interesting seeing how many people's eyes are open. And speaking of that question and the question before with Trump, when Trump was put into office, it it just like, you could see it. It manifested as a physical, but it was something spiritual happening. The line was drawn, and everybody was basically picked one side or the other. You were it is. Light, or you were against life. You yeah. were for gay marriage, you were against gay marriage. Yeah. You were for this, so you were against it. And it was like you drew a line. Like, it is. Like the gospel, like Jesus said, like when he goes, there's a line. And like people, mother will be against daughter, father against son. Like it draws a line and people have to, that's what truth does though. Truth yes. is piercing. And yes, it, it is. You have to pick something, you know. Now, Jeffrey, uh, we're going to go ahead and end this broadcast, but I just want to tell you, I love you. I love you, too. I I am so, so, so happy with what God is doing in your life, Jeffrey, and I want to be at your wedding. You are totally invited. (laughs) Hey, don't you leave Mama out now. Hey. All right, listen, I am going to pray for you, Jeffrey, and we're, I'm believing that the doors are going to swing so many more wide open, and we're going to pray about this, bride. Let's all come together in agreement, because when we come together in agreement, it is very, very powerful, and we are partnering with heaven for Jeffrey's life and for his ministry and his future and the doors that are about to open to him. And listen, Jeffrey, I'm telling you, I believe this is by the Spirit, Jeffrey. I believe you're going to end up being a political commentary on uh, LGBTQ freedom. I believe the Lord is going to use you politically uh, to be another type of voice that is not out there. And the Lord is going to give you strength when you get to that point because of the arrows that will be flying. Uh, So we're going to pray about that. Let's pray about that, Brad. Lord, we just come before you tonight, and we thank you, Lord, for Jeffrey. Lord, I thank you for setting him free. Lord, thank you for all that you have done for him, all that you have delivered him of and freed him, Lord. Thank you for the sacrifice that you have made for him and for all of us, Lord. Lord, we lift up Jeffrey to you tonight, and we lay him at the foot of the cross, Lord, and we're asking you to just plead. We just plead your blood over him right now, Lord, asking you to continue to heal him every widow, cleaning those roots, Lord, going down there and cleaning those roots from when he was a child, continually cleaning him, 
And Lord, like you did the other day when you brought that to his remembrance about some of the people that he needed to forgive, Lord, continue the process of his healing, Lord, so that when you put him on this national platform, Lord, he will not go down. He will be able to sustain and he will be able to speak freedom and speak the truth without so many fiery darts from the devil, Lord. And, Lord, we pray about this march that's coming up in May. We pray, Lord, that you send people from the north, south, east, and west, whether they've been delivered or not. Come on. Let them have deliverance teams out there, Lord. Let them have prayer tents out there. Let ministries come that will be there to receive them, to love them, and to direct them to you, Lord, to the truth of who you are and how you love them and how you desire for them to be free. And your plan for them, Lord, is so much more. It is so much more, Lord, and so great. And, Lord, me and Jeffrey come together in agreement tonight and all of our friends watching and listening over our country. Lord, this LGBT agenda that is in our country uh, that's hitting us in the different areas through the education, through the political, uh, through the entertainment, and all the different areas that this spirit is trying to infiltrate into our society, Lord. We ask you to fight the battle for us. We cannot do this, Lord. We need you to do this and to fight this battle. Send the angels, Lord, from the north, south, east, and west to fight against this uh, onslaught of perversion uh, that is swept through the nation, Lord. Lord, we pray for our churches, that our churches, that our preachers will preach the truth and will not, um, will not cower down or uh, compromise or become inclusive or any of that stuff, Lord. We pray that they will rise up in this hour like the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of this hour, and they will speak the truth. And, Lord, we come together in agreement for President Trump tonight. And, Lord, just as Jeffrey feels that he is a big key to the freedom of the LGBTQ community, Lord, we pray that that will come to pass in Jesus' name. That just as all these other groups have partnered with him for them to be strengthened and to be able to help their communities, I pray that he will get behind, that he will get behind Jeffrey and get behind the vision of freedom and help them to get that community and to get people healed, get people cleaned up and get them the help that they need in this country to bring true change, Lord, true help to our communities, Lord. And we believe that President Trump really wants that health to the communities, Lord. And so, Lord, tonight we come together in agreement for Jeffrey, blessing him, Lord. We bless him coming in, Lord, and we bless him coming out. Lord, we pray that you continue to open doors wide for him, Lord, and you will give him the words to say. Every platform you put him in, Lord, you will give him the words to say. And, Lord, I pray for all of his team that is traveling with him, doing all these different marches, that you continue to heal every person on that team. Continue to deliver them, Lord. Continue to set them free and showing them who they are in you, Lord. 
We thank you for this broadcast tonight. And, Lord, one last thing, Lord. All of our viewers that are battling with LGBT issues, I pray that tonight they are encouraged. I pray that they would realize in their heart that missing hole in their heart that they know tonight that it is Jesus that they are wanting. It is Jesus that will fulfill that need. And I pray, Lord, that they will cry out to you tonight and ask you to come in their heart and change them and show them who they are in you, Lord. So we pray for all of them tonight that they would be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Jeffrey, do you mind telling them once again how they can find out about your march, how they can find out about you, and do you go to churches and, and, and preach or give presentations or whatever? Yes, yeah, so I travel the country um, not only doing media stuff and television stuff, but I also, yeah, like you said, share my testimony at youth events or churches. So if anyone wants to get in touch with me, my email is the number four, such a time ministry at gmail.com. And also my ministry website is the number four again, so the number four, suchatime.org. So that's my website, forsuchatime.org, and my email is forsuchatimeministry at gmail.com. And they can also reach me on Messenger on Facebook by just simply typing in Jeffrey McCall, a public public uh, Facebook page. And if they're on Facebook, they can also type in Freedom March. It has its own Facebook page with testimony after testimony after testimony. Now, is there a website for the Freedom March? Yes, the Freedom March is www. Uh, freedom to march.com. So it's freedom, F R E E D O M T O M A R C H. Yeah. Freedom to march. So you can just type in freedom to march.com and it'll pull up the Freedom March page. But like I was saying on Facebook, we have, I have a ministry page called For Such a Time Ministry on Facebook. My page, Jeffrey McCall on Facebook. And also, I have a Facebook page that me and the board for the Freedom March have, and it's just typing in Freedom March. But it actually keeps updates and has testimonies and all kinds of stuff on that. And on the, um, as for the Freedom March, it's Saturday, May 25th at Sylvan Theater, right in Washington, D.C. Sylvan Theater is S-Y-L-V-A-N. It's right beside the Washington Monument. It will be from 1 to 5 p.m. that Saturday, May 25th. I'm typing all this in as you're saying it. I'm putting in the website, the information, how to get in touch with you, your email, uh, your website, the name of your ministry, uh, so that y'all can check it out because let me tell you something. Jeffrey, I want to read you a few comments from some of the viewers, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, now, if y'all have a question for Jeffrey, the questions are open right now. Uh Suzette says, sustain in truth and soar higher in the Lord. She's saying you will soar higher in the Lord. Yes. She is in agreement with us. She says, doors will open that God opens that no man can shut. Yes. And she says she is praying for your desire of your heart for a family and your bride. Amen. Thank you. Yes. And then, uh, 
She loves your testimony, and she says, so many grown Christians are so much in bondage and need healing. I bet you yeah. see that too a lot, don't you, Jeffrey? Yes, ma'am. I do. Uh, people that, yeah, that, that are in the church that need support and help. Yeah. Uh, Karen says, God bless you, Jeffrey. God bless you, Miss Karen. Yes. Now, uh, definitely in the church, what would you say to pastors, Jeffrey, uh, about how to deal with this issue in their churches? Should they start a group uh, to help people come out of it, or should how how do they handle this? Having an LGBTQ group of people that formerly lived, almost every church has someone. Yeah. That formerly lived LGBTQ, have them start a group and just really start being open and honest and letting the people come and be loved and be transparent so that they can share, get healing, get deliverance. So that's what I was shared with pastors yeah. have a group. And if a pastor has someone that is in their church that has identified with this or grandchildren or someone that goes to the church that has family members, give them my book. My book is on Amazon called For Such a Time or go and Google testimonies of other people, men and women that have left LGBTQ lifestyles. Get books out to them. Get testimonies to these people when they're teenagers and they're identifying with this. Get them resources showing them, hey, no, 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 honey. There's people that have dealt with this before and you're not the only one and here's a real story of someone who lived this, you know? So there's a lot of biography, autobiographies that will help people that are in the churches that are experiencing this, especially in the youth to come forward for help. Yeah. I see your book here. I am posting it on this uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, it's $20 on Facebook. So let, I mean on uh, Amazon. I'll post the link here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, June, my phone is actually dying, so I don't have much time left. All right. Well, I love you, Jeffrey. I love you, too, and uh, I'm excited to, to see all that the Lord's doing with you, too. I love you, sister, very much. I love you, too. You have a good evening. All right. I'm excited. I'll see you at DC the next month. Oh, yes, and I will cover it. Amen. Thank you for doing that for us. Yes, I sure will. All right. Love you. Love Bye. you, too. Bye-bye. I had him on uh, Skype. What an awesome story and what an awesome man. Bride, when I was, uh, when I first met him and I saw him on Facebook, I was like, wow. I mean, I was like, he is legit. He is legit because he tells it how it is. Let me get off my radio. All right, WATV Radio, I am going to uh, say good night to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.